This episode is brought to you by Brothers and Bonds Co. With an expertly curated line of Masonic apparel, gifts, and accessories, we're excited to show you what makes us uniquely Brothers and Bonds. As a listener of this podcast, we're offering you 10% off your first order with us. Just use code TRAVELINGMAN at checkout. That's uppercase, all one word, T-R-A-V-E-L-I-N-G-M-A-N. Be sure to find us on Instagram or at brothersandbonds.com. Hello, welcome to episode 40 of the Traveling Man Masonic Podcast here in the 24th District of Ohio. I'm your host, Worshipper Brother Jim Hall. On today's show, we'll feature Worshipper Brother Dan McClure. The opinions discussed on this podcast are those of the individual and do not represent the views of Grand Lodge or any other Masonic body. Okay, we're here on episode 40 of The Traveling Man, and we're here with Worshipful Brother Dan McClure. Dan, thank you for coming on the show. All right. Thanks for having me, Jim. Not a problem. And you know what? This is, uh, we're kind of short notice. And by short notice, I mean earlier today. I, I messaged Worshipful. We've been talking a little bit about the rollouts and, you know, uh, Deputy Grandmaster Steve Grindle is doing his rollouts for next year. And we were talking about that. And my guest that I had primed up wouldn't work. And we're kind of behind the eight ball a little bit. So I appreciate <laughs> you taking the time. And uh, Worshipful, why don't you introduce yourself? What, what yeah. lodge you from? How long you been a Mason? A little bit. Okay. Uh, um, so my name is uh, Dan McClure. Um, I'm from Bridgeport Masonic Lodge number 181 in the 23rd district under the Grand Lodge of Ohio. Okay. Um, I've been a Mason since uh, going on seven years now and, um, you know, kind of uh, got the fast track through the um, officer line. But, um, yeah. you know, in, in a way it was... Um, uh, it was kind of good for me in a way, because that's kind of how I learn. you know, more, the more pressure that's put on me, the quicker I, I will pick up things. But if I have Ooh. more time to sit there and think about things, it's uh, sometimes I don't uh, um, grasp the, um, the yes. whole meaning of what I'm, what I'm doing. So um, a deadline. Uh, so um, yeah, basically. Yes. Yeah, I get it. I get <laughs> yeah, some, sometimes, uh, sometimes it works out great and sometimes not so much. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's like today, you know, it's the <laughs> fast track to the show. It's a, uh, yeah, we're, yeah. you know, I think this is a little over 12 hours since I asked you <laughs> to be on the show <laughs> and formulate your thoughts for this whole thing. But you know what? It's right. the great thing with this show and with masonry in general is you don't have to have a lot of show notes to talk masonry you know when you love the craft you could just talk exactly. and talk so i'm sure we're going to have more than enough information for people to listen to you know oh definitely i mean um you know <clears throat> uh freemasonry like i said there's just so many so many levels to it that uh you know we could sit here and probably talk for days about it and sure. probably not even um you know scratch the surface on on right. the fraternity so right uh, well give uh, me a little backstory on what brought you to masonry because I, li I like to see everybody's story what you know was it family was it a movie was it history 
So mm-hmm. what got you interested in masonry? What drove you to there? And how did you, how did you knock on the proverbial door? Um, so um, most of my childhood, um, my grandfather um, would always take us to the Christmas party that they had at their, his Masonic Lodge, which was uh, Marshall Union sure uh, in moundsville west virginia so uh under the grand lodge of west virginia so um every year he would take me and my um uh, cousins and um you know just uh enjoy the fellowship and um you know as a kid you didn't know i mean they had santa claus there and food and that's all we really thought about but you know anyways uh, in a way i kind of grew up in a in a in a lodge in a sense yeah um so and then um i would always you know being at my grandparents' house, I would see Pap uh, dressed in his suit and, you know, saying, uh, see you next time. Because, I mean, it's night, nighttime, usually when lodge meetings are. So, right. Um, <clears throat> and never really talked about it. I mean, you know, West yeah. Virginia, you, you, they, they, they don't um, have stickers on their cars. They don't. Yeah. Uh, not in, in anywhere close to what you see in, in Ohio, usually. Yeah. So, um yeah, and um, <clears throat> when I got to, uh, I think I was 16 or 17, uh, I joined the D-Malay, actually, out of Marshall nice. Union. Um, and unfortunately, at the time, it just wasn't, um, it wasn't lining up with, you know, what I was interested in at that time in my life. So yeah. I went to, like, maybe one or two meetings. And, you know, when, when you're that age – you know, that's not the cool thing to do. It's, you know, right. um, so fast forward, um, let's see, I was probably 25, probably, uh, I had a little low spot in life and it was kind of just searching for something or anything that would, you know, kind of fix the, what I was going through at the time. So, right. um, in, in in all the time, my pap would always drop hints, be like, "When are you gonna? What do you think about joining lodge and this and that and this and that?" And I always yeah. kind of blew it off. I was like, I, "I don't know. I mean, I don't really <laughs> right. know anything about it." So, um, sure. but anyways, um, so finally one day, you know, something I don't know what it was. It must have been uh, just fate, I guess. Um, I picked up the phone. I called my pap and I said, uh, "So." I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready right. to join. And he said, okay, uh, I'll call you back in 30 minutes. Okay. He must have found the secretary's number at Bridgeport because I lived in Ohio, obviously. Okay. So he found the, must have gotten hold of the secretary or somebody at, at Bridgeport. And uh, he said, okay, uh, be at the lodge Monday at seven o'clock. They'll give you a petition. And the rest is history. That's it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So- yeah. So. It, you know, it was a lot of family stuff and then a lot of, you know, I eventually found my way to it. I th- it was I, it was just fate and meant to be. Eventually. You know, you know, there are a lot of things that I want to touch on in that story, which is okay. I think the thing I enjoy, especially about mm-hmm. our dynamic right now is I didn't know a lot of that. You know, sometimes I send yep. show notes and get a backstory so I can kind of key on some of that. But, yeah, you know, that. I call it the divine providence, you know, if you would have found it when you were 19, was Mm -hmm. that the time for masonry? 
And, yeah. Yeah. you know, would, would you have jumped in with both feet the way you have? And that's, you know, I, I say all the time, you know, I wish the only regret in masonry I have is the 10 years I wasn't a mason when I could have been. But right. that's the same thing as maybe I'm not involved in masonry this way because I wasn't set up in my, you know, outside life to accept right. the masonry and do the things that I do in masonry now. So mm -hmm. I love that even though you had your grandfather there, it kind of took its course before it got to you the way you were ready for it to open the door there. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. It was, uh, you know, <clears throat> I, I still think about that to this day. Um, just to, that that's that one phone call is, you know, what ultimately changed my life for, for the better. And, you know, that was the, you know, I don't want to know, I don't want to say that was the best phone call I ever made, but, you know, it definitely feels like it for sure. I, I know myself and I'm, I'm sure you're a hundred percent on board with this since that initial petition that I turned in mm -hmm. my life, the route my life has taken would have been completely different. Yeah. If I didn't do, you know, a lot of people, you change jobs, but you're still the same person and you're, you working in your career and making money. But mm -hmm. the things in my life that have changed because of Freemasonry, you know, it's just, I'm glad that that Providence happened when it happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> like you uh, touched on, um, and I sometimes think about what if I would have joined when I was 18 or, or 19, you know, maybe I wouldn't have been as involved or maybe I would be, maybe I'd be further, further along. You, you just never know, but you sure. know, things, things line up when they're supposed to line up and I'm firm believer on that. So, and you know, the thing you touched on D Malay, which my son has mm -hmm. just joined a month, yeah. maybe two months ago. And actually tonight is his meeting. And I know Worcester brother, Chris Gillum, dad, Chris Gillum is going to be mad that I'm here, but he had football <laughs> tonight. So we couldn't go anyhow. That was the, you know, yeah. sports are running into everything, but yeah. you, had, you had touched on, you joined and it kind of wasn't, wasn't your thing. And yeah, you know, that the connection that makes of, you know, your grandfather was a Mason. And, and I didn't get into, was your, was your dad a Mason? No. no. Okay. Uh, same. Far, far as I know, just my grandfather and my, you know, immediate family. Yeah. Same, and the same here. And I, I think the, that misgeneration of, you know, if I joined D Malay back in the day without mm -hmm. my, you know, my father wasn't a Mason, I would have probably mm -hmm. been like, ah, you know, what's going on here? I don't really. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have had the respect for it mm -hmm. that I would now if I grew up. Now my son, he mm -hmm. he is he absolutely loves it. But I think some of that is, you know, before we went to that first initiation, letting him know, hey, all these boys here took time out of their lives to learn and memorize these things only for you. Like they yeah. didn't do that for their own good. They did it. To present it to you and you know right. that way he's able to 
I don't know. This is my own headcanon, maybe thinking this is how it works. <laughs> but, you know, just appreciate it that much more because, you know, if I just went in and they said some things and I, you know, I just dipped out, like, I don't know yeah. if I would appreciate it not knowing anything right. about masonry. Right. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's good that the, you gave him that, um, that explanation of it because, um, that's the you know in a very important part to um, the DMLA and also Blue Lodge. I mean that's um, sure you know a lot of guys put in a lot of a lot of work, miss a lot of a lot of family things, and yeah. to, to start to, to you know get these guys going and doing what they're uh, put their petition in for. Right. Well, that's I I kind of had an easy road with that because they've seen me with the blue book. You know, I'm in the yeah. basement or in, you know, before I go to bed and they wake up and, hey, what are you reading? And I'll show yeah. them and they're like, what is that? And I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe one day I'll tell you <laughs> and just kind of leave that mystery a little bit. But, yeah, you know, yeah. I really I also like the fact that you had that base in masonry with the Christmas party. That, that had to have left, you know, a a positive impression on me at some at some point because I can remember those Christmas parties like they're yesterday. I remember all the things me and all the kids were doing there. You know, they had a pool table down there. We were, you know, we didn't know how to play pool, but we were trying. Yeah, ping pong exactly. and the Santa yeah. Claus and and the food and just looking or even as a kid, you can tell when it's a, it's a good atmosphere and everybody's having sure. a good time and you know you're around, you know you're around good people and and yeah. And that's you know, what it, it was. I, mean, it, I think it's one of those things like it's sort of a core memory, you know, not yeah. you know, it's Christmas time and as a kid you're excited and Santa and you always remember that. And the cool thing is it's always tied in with Lodge. And yeah, that maybe that doesn't say, Hey, I'm gonna go out and join Lodge, but you mm -hmm. know, when that possibility comes around. There's a lot less discomfort and nervousness about Lodge because a lot of guys that join are like, you know, I, I'm curious about it. I don't know anything about it. You know, if they don't have a family tie or a friend. So there's yeah. a lot of hesitation that, you know, maybe yours is lessened because of that, because you have that good core memory in there about it. Which yeah, 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 that was, you know, definitely a, a good, um, a good stamp on my, uh, on my, um eventual uh future in joining and um uh and, and i think that's a very important part of of um the blue lodge uh in, in any of the appendant bodies that have different events that include the family because you know that could you know there might just be a whole bunch of little kids there but maybe one day they'll remember that uh, Easter breakfast or um, breakfast with Santa or anything like that and think, wow, I remember going to uh, the lodge and I really had a good time there when I was a kid. Yeah. I think you I'm, know, it's, I, I like, I, I, I am a big proponent of getting your kids involved. And, and for anyone mm -hmm. listening, <clears throat> I don't know if the mic is picking this up, but my youngest child, Brock, he's eight, has... <laughs> literally his feet I think are cement because when he walks it's like everything shakes so if you're hearing a couple pounding steps he's on the move up there I don't know you know it's almost almost 10 right now and he's he's the night owl 
but yeah but i'm a big proponent of any time i can get the kids to lodge with me whether it's mm -hmm. hey we're getting ready for a meal or we're doing a dinner or you know we're a christmas party or i'm just down there doing something i can take them with me yeah. you know that's the yeah the kind of thing that it's kind of ingrained in their head i'm not down there saying you need to join you know like the christmas party my oldest the one time was really just not feeling it like he didn't want to go and he was the way the age gap is he's kind of near the top of the line officers kids in age and then the rest are like maybe three four five years younger than him so i get it he's kind of getting to that yeah i don't want to run around and play with the, the kids anymore <laughs> And he's like, why do I have to go? Why do you always go to this? And I make it a point to say, you know, when I'm there with those guys, I know mm -hmm. that nothing bad's going to happen to me. I'm like, if something bad's going on in my life, those mm -hmm. are the dudes that I call for help. The dudes that I yeah. always trust. They don't ever make me feel bad. They don't ever, you know, they always have my back. And that's yeah. what I kind of give to them just that hey you know this is what masonry is about and once again i always walk a tight line of how much is too much yeah because you know me i'm masonry to the max you know any anything i can do i do it but yeah, yeah. i would never want my son to say i joined lodge because my dad made me Right. You know, that would completely defeat the purpose. Yeah. 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 You definitely, you know, and I'm the same way with, you know, my, my two boys are way too young. I got a, a while before I can start even introducing them hey, to. You're going to get there before you know it. You blink your eyes, my friend. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it. I mean, but, um, uh, you, you, like you said, you don't want them to feel obligated to join because they think that's what you want. Yes. But you do want you do want to plant that seed a little bit to show them that that, that it's out there. Yeah. And uh, and eventually and hopefully they make their own decision on on joining and um that that's what I hope for my for my boys too. Absolutely. But, uh, I'm I'm sure you'll give them the right <laughs> guidance, <laughs> we'll call it the right guidance yeah. to do what they need to do. Uh, yeah. So we talked about, or you talked about kind of fast tracking through your officer's chairs. So yeah. once you joined Lodge, how fast did you find yourself in a chair? What did you jump well, into? And, you know, what happened to that fast track? How did you move along? Because there's, you know, people move away, people, family stuff happens, people, guys have to jump out of line. It's happened in our Lodge. So what kind of moved you in the direction that quick? Um, so I was, uh, when I was raised, I was actually the inspection candidate. Okay. Um, and that was in 2016. Okay. Um, and, uh, actual, uh, cool story about, um, me being raised, um, uh, little did I know the master at the time, um, worshipful brother Blosser, um, okay. he, um, got a hold of my grandfather and um as we all know during the the raising 
you don't really know what's happening or going to happen yes. next. You're kind of just, uh, you know, maybe you zoned out or maybe you're wondering, did they forget that I'm here? Or, yeah, you know, exactly. That kind of thing. But, um, so, um, um, my, um, it, when it comes time for me to be raised, I have my hand grabbed and as I'm, um, come to, as we would say, yeah, um, yeah, I see my grandfather there. Oh, and he, man. Raised, he raised me right next to the, um, right next to the worshipful master. And, um, so that, that was something that was, uh, super special for me and, and for him, of course. Sure. Yes. Uh, so that was a really great memory for me. And, um, and of course for my grandfather as well, sure. uh, it was a very, very special moment for us. Uh, so anyways, uh, you know, 2016, I'm raised, um, January. So I go just about, you know, a, a full Masonic year for us, which, you know, up until, um, you know, I think it was probably November, or October, I was asked to jump in the officer line and, um, that chair would, uh, would be senior steward. So, um, sure. Started, started senior steward and, um, um, you know, of course, you know, you go from learning your, your lectures and, um, then you get in an, in an officer chair and then you, uh, you know, especially when you jump into one that has lines to, to say during, um, a degree work, um, it's kind of intimidating a little, yeah, 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 a little intimidating, but, uh, so, you know, I go from senior store to, to senior deacon really okay. big jump you know like senior deacons the man and yeah all all the degrees big show. right yeah so and then you know once i after senior deacon i kind of um i hit the rest of them i hit junior warden senior warden and then i'm sat as master two years in a row this is my second year as master so now obviously you fast track to, through the chairs which is you know pressure in itself right yeah yeah. But how about sitting back to back as master? Because there's, I, I've said many times that, you know, the hardest thing for me to do was to give up the reins. And that's one of our duties as an officer is to step back yeah. and become just a sideline brother again, as much as we can be <laughs> without right. being grumpy old past masters. <laughs> and you know, it, I was really definitely that first meeting after, but a few months after, I, w I kind of felt lost a little bit because I enjoyed the journey. I enjoyed the, it's a struggle. You know, you, there's a lot of work. There's a lot of pride. There's a lot of team yeah. building because you got your whole line that you're working each, you know, each master has his goals in the Grand Masters Award. And I felt like mm -hmm. all that kind of got pulled away from me when I stepped out. So you know, you have two years in the East, so you have a lot more time. Now, was that something that your lodge, you kind of knew was going in that you had, you had an opportunity or did that circumstances come up to say, Hey, you kind of, we need you to sit there again. How did that come about? Well, uh, um, so, uh, the, the reason that, um, 
that I had to jump a few chairs was um, because a couple guys dropped out. So sure. once that happens, it's kind of a ripple ripple effect for yeah. a few years. It, it takes it really takes a while to um, um, get it back to where it needs to be. So uh, that played a factor in it. Um, okay. Behind you, they have to play catch up. And um, so, so anyways, uh, my first year as master was um, obviously 20, the tail end of 2020 into 2021, which was, we were still kind of in COVID. Right. And um, my, uh, my installation actually kept getting pushed back because we got shut down. So okay, I didn't get, I didn't get installed the first time as master until January of 21. And a month later we had inspection so it was 21 was kind of like uh you know it, it was unfortunate sure for, uh for the experience that um to be master for first for the first time for me right but in a way it was also kind of a a blessing because i got to get my feet wet a little bit see how see what it was like up there in east you know the lodge looks um really different when you sit up there yeah. a lot of people yeah. A lot of guys looking at you. <laughs> That's the, everyone says, you know, the room's a lot bigger in the East. And I always thought sitting in the West, like, you know what, this ain't that bad. Like it's one yeah. more step. I can handle it. Yeah. And, you know, you finally get to the East and you realize everybody's looking at you for the decision and the thought process and the guidance. And it really makes yeah. a difference, you know? Yeah. And the, the funny thing that, that I thought when I sat in the East for my first meeting, I sat there and thought, I was like, I could have swore that the senior warden's chair seemed a lot closer to the master than the master's chair for, to the senior warden. It seems like that guy's a mile away when you're sitting up in the East. But, yeah, you know, being master you know, back to back, it was uh, it's a, it's enjoyable. It really is because I got to, you know, I, <clears throat> I'm, um, you know, in a way obsessed with uh, Blue Lodge. Ooh. I haven't joined any appendant bodies up until recently, okay. up until within the last six months. And I haven't even attended a meeting of that appendant body yet okay. just because I'm so I'm so focused in just in the Blue Lodge lane that I can't even. I can't even see the the appendant bodies at this point. I'm I'm just still, you know, pedal to the metal blue lodge all the yeah. time. And, I love know, it. Um, so it, it being master, um, it just it helped me uh, work on my uh, list of goals and things I want to do accomplish and um, help my lodge move forward with. Um, with the times that we're in. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I was able to, you know, uh, present things and see if they worked and, and cross them off the list. And, um, you know, you know, you know, one of the things you and I had, had spoke about quite a bit and mm-hmm. for, you know, a while ago now was how do I move my lodge forward, you know, mm-hmm. get my lodge out there. And that's, you know, I, I'm kind of loud about it, I guess. So, <laughs> you know, when we're, you know, talking just hints and tips and whatever. And I love mm-hmm. that you want to do that. You know, there's, yeah. 
there there's an ups, upside and a downside to that i think because mm-hmm. the upside is you know there are a lot of men that i think are in the position th- these days that would really benefit and enjoy freemasonry yeah you know and the only way they're going to know about that is if we're out in the public you know hey this is what we do this is where we are mm-hmm. you know the downside to that is we are our own little niche that we are you know behind closed doors a little bit too so you kind of have to keep both sacred to an extent you know so how much is too much and where do you push the limits and the boundaries but you Mm -hmm. know we're to that day and age where i know myself if i search on google or on amazon for whatever it may be if i don't find it in the first couple things i'm moving on you know if it's yeah, not it, doesn't, in that it first, doesn't exist after the first page <laughs> yeah that's it it's like well whatever i'll just i'll find something else and yeah. i love that you're doing that and you're right it's a slow process because you may come in gangbusters with all kinds of ideas but then you have mm-hmm. to get the guys to buy in and then you have to get the naysayers to finally come Mm -hmm. onto your side and then you can really start you know moving and shaking yeah yeah and uh you got it right there i mean it 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 takes it takes some real uh pounding those ideas and some of these guys had to even get them to start thinking thinking about it and um um with the the facebook thing i kind of you know what you've done with uh, your lodge and in the social media is really what inspired me to, to start. Thank you. Our Facebook page. Um, it was, um, you know, that, that's a, it's a, an easy way to um, get our, um, what we do out there without, yeah, absolutely. without saying too much, like you said. So, um, so I, I didn't even really ask the lodge to, to make a Facebook because you know, those guys, you know, they probably didn't think, oh, yeah, we we have a Facebook, so what, you know? Right. But so I, I was a senior warden, actually, when I um, when I started it, and um, just, you know, one of our meetings, I stood up and I said, um, you know, if you're on Facebook, um, look up, uh, look up our lodge, we have one now. Yes. So, and, and, it, and it spirals from there, because, you know, I started the, the page, and then I have a group for a you know, so all the guys can post things and yeah. whatever, whatever they want. And then, then I started another group that hasn't really taken off too well yet, but I honestly haven't put much effort into that one. Right. Just yet. I got a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of other things going on. Then I started the Instagram. So, you know, it, it spirals, you know, faster than you think. And you start adopting new, uh, new, um, uh, responsibilities when it comes to that, but it, it it's all for the for the greater good anyway yeah. so I, and you know i love the rather <clears throat> ask for forgiveness than permission <laughs> yeah you know we're yeah. just gonna, we're just gonna do it so yeah and you know and of course if those guys would have had whatever kind of issue with that i would have you know not continued on with it so um, right it, and it and it doesn't it doesn't hurt anything i mean uh I after I started the Facebook, actually, I found out that uh, one of the guys that lodged like I don't know 
10 years ago created a website for for our lodge and so wow um, yeah I, I like to take it over but nobody can remember the login information for yeah. the website so it's kind of uh very outdated but you know it, it was already kind of in in their uh line of sight of doing uh technology type things so yeah that's and that's good you know there's a lot of no, technology is bad. We don't do that. So it's exciting that yeah. those guys are kind of on board with that. That's a nice starting point that you don't have to convince as much. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, you know, there was no negative um, feedback on it. And, you know, it, and that's a, that's a slow process too. And in, in the group, of course, you know, um, it takes a while for guys to start contributing to it, but, you know, it's, it's there for them to, share things they find interesting or that yeah. um, that they're they're into i mean it's it gives them an outlet to talk about masonry when we're not sitting in a lodge meeting sure so. you know i've some of the most interesting <laughs> conversations that have come up in my lodge or just in lodge in general have come from just a random pages post you know uh, yeah. this is what they were doing or this is a you know a cool mm -hmm. blurb or a saying that they posted it just a lot of those guys that don't do it and then you kind of get the ball rolling and they start it's amazing how quickly they really start feeding into it like wow this is all out here i was you know we really have been missing out so it's exciting when those guys do get on board and they they really start pushing for it it's a, you know, kind of an untapped resource, really. Um, sure. You know, there should be, there really should be a lot more lodges out there to, even if you just start a, start a page. I mean, you yeah. can um, just get yourself out there to some of the uh, friend, the people you're friends with on Facebook, they may, may know of Freemasonry or. Um, sure. Uh, have somebody that uh, in their family that's that's a Mason or, or something. And that, that gives them a way to, um, to, uh, get into lodge. And, um, actually I've had a lot of, um, I've gotten a lot of messages from people on our Facebook, whether it's looking for, you know, actually just recently I had somebody message me, um, on our lodges Facebook account that was looking for, um, the contact information for another lodge that has a Facebook, but not quite uh, at, that active on it. They sure. were looking for contact information because their uh, family member had passed and now they have all this Masonic memorabilia yes. um, that they want to get back to that specific lodge. So, you know, they came to me because I was the closest lodge and I got them the contact information and that was that. So right. it helps with, it helps with that too. I mean, it's, it's more than the marketing side. It's also something that gives people that um, need some help uh, uh, and a way to get the, yeah. what they need done. Just an so. outlet. And, you know, I know the thing <laughs> when you start to see those pictures and whatnot, if I'm going to a lodge, like I've, I've been out the Canton a little bit, but you know, mm -hmm. the, the Berea trip or Berea, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong, Berea, Berea, <laughs> uh, you know, people will say he's Palestinian, he's Palestine all the time. I don't get too mad. 
But <laughs> before I go this Sunday, I'm going to hop on Facebook and see, you know, what's the lodge look like? What's the layout like? Is yeah. Do I see any parking? Do I see any guys I know? Because that's a little farther out of my range than I normally travel. Right. Time. So it's like, oh, yeah, I know so-and-so on Facebook friends. They're X, Y, and Z. So just have a little more base there. Yeah. And, then, and then the same thing with guys that are looking to join. You know, if I'm a Palestine guy and I'm on Facebook, hey, do I mm -hmm. know any of these guys before I join? Hey, you know, so-and-so I, I knew all my life. I didn't know he's on Mason. This is amazing. <laughs> this is a great, an easier yeah. way to talk to somebody if you know them outside of Masonry, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> um, it's funny you say about the parking because um, when I get to a new lodge, I, d I do the same thing. I try to see if they got a Facebook, any pictures of the outside. So when I'm when I'm driving, I see that building or something that's you know in the picture with their with their building. I know I'm I'm close. And if they don't have a Facebook, uh, Google Google Maps is my best friend. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Street Street View is the best invention ever. <laughs> yes, you see some funny <laughs> stuff on there sometimes, but yes. yeah, yeah, you will. You know what you brought up that you just joined an appendant body, even though you aren't active, same here, yeah. the same way. But what appendant body did you join, if you don't mind? Um, Scottish Rite. Awesome. Okay, yeah, Valley uh, of Steubenville or? Yep, Steubenville. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I I actually ended up missing the, um, the spring reunion. Um, I had some uh, things come up that, it, you know, just – I just couldn't couldn't make it, so yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to, to make the fall the fall uh, reunion. So yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm kind of a, a Scottish right Mason. Yeah, uh, okay, I see where we're at here. Interim, yeah, yeah I, I've done. Yeah, I, I've watched the uh, night on the rights, and um, yeah, I watched uh, quite a few of those, as many as I as I possibly could. But um, yeah, I'm, uh, and it, and it goes back to you know. I've been mastered twice and two times in a row and could maybe be a third. We, you know, it's kind of, kind of an unknown at this okay. point, but you know, when it's that unknown, like you said, when you, when you turn over the reins, it's what do you, what's next? What do you, yes. what do you, what do you do next? And that, that was kind of my thought with joining the, the Scottish, right. It felt like the right time. And I thought, well, you know, maybe that's my next thing, or maybe it's not, but you know, you, yeah. you, you never know unless you try. Well, I like, I like that the door is open. You know, that's, mm -hmm. I was on the verge of taking a chair in Scottish, mm -hmm. right? I'm Valley of Youngstown. Okay. Um, and at that time I was already, I believe first vice president or president of the 24th district association mm -hmm. and i knew i was going to come out of that and yeah. <clears throat> kind of waiting to see where the chips fell and right in, in talking we went back and forth i talked to a few guys up there because mm -hmm. it, i love blue lodge but i want to be plugged into everything <laughs> that's <laughs> just my nature like if it's something out there i need to be doing it you know, right. so that was my process. And before I'd really nabbed down a solid yes that I was going to do it, my DA had called and asked about becoming a DEO. Right. And 
you know, Blue Lodge always has my heart. I love it. And that was the immediate yes. If I had to, and, and nothing against Scottish Rite because I, there will be a time where I'll eventually have free time. <laughs> right. And I right. can delegate to that. But, you know, I love that you're leaving that option open because there is a big, where do I go from here? What do I, what yeah. do I do? Because what I've noticed and I mean, I'm sure you have too, when mm. you jump in with both feet and you are a mover and shaker, it's mm -hmm. very hard to sit on the sideline and not be doing something. The doers always need something to do. Yeah. You know, you go crazy without it. So it's good mm -hmm. to have that Avenue there. Yeah. Um, and when I, when I visited another lodge, you know, sitting on the sidelines, it's like, I don't know, it feels, it feels weird to me to be sitting on, on the sidelines being, you know, all I've known being in um, Freemasonry was being an officer. You know, I don't really know what it's like to not be an officer, you know, and that time's going to come eventually. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, it can't be, uh, it can't be master forever. Um, right. Well, yeah, uh, that's true. One thing uh, I do expect if by some off chance and I'm, you know, whatever happens, I'm happy for you. But if somehow you happen to be, in the east again i would like you to post that with a you know like the basketball the three-peat <laughs> you know that, that just clicked yeah. in my head so if not i won't my feelings won't be hurt but that was my thought <laughs> i will uh yeah keep that in mind yeah <laughs> it's not it's not a terrible idea i uh you know I, one thing that i that i try to implement into uh with the social media is bringing a little bit of um, humor or jest into mix it in with the fraternity because, you know, as serious as we can be with, you know, all the charity work we do and sure. um, uh, the ritual work um, there, you can have fun there. It's, it's okay to have fun at lodge. You know, you can, there's appropriate times to, to joke around and, you know, that's, part of my personality i'm you know very rarely a, a serious person you know um, yeah. you'll know when i'm being serious but uh, just assume 90 percent of the time i'm <laughs> i'm not being serious so <laughs> you know it that brings that jovial tone to lodge it just it lightens things up it it's the sort of same thing as reading the minutes every meeting everyone you know your yeah. head just goes down when you hear that yeah secretary please read the minutes and it's yeah. the same thing as like if i can liven this up and you know <laughs> make a couple laughs and stuff people they enjoy it and it spreads you know it, everybody once you realize how much fun that can be we're still serious but we're all right to be a little light with it too yeah and you know i think that's a, a an important part to not just uh freemasonry but uh you know it the aspect of um, fellowship, sure. you know, um, you don't, you're not always a hundred percent serious with your, with your close friends. And, you know, we, we consider the guys that we sit and lodge with as our, as our brothers. And, you know, um, it should be, you know, emotionally, it should be kind of free reign to a point, you know, right. we can be serious and uh, get, get things done and um, make decisions, but we can also uh, have some fun with it too. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. 
So what are your thoughts on the annual communication going to Grand Lodge? Is that something I know myself? It's like the Super Bowl every year for masonry. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get back. What do you yeah. do? You, have you went multiple times, or what? How many times you've been down there? What do you think about it? Um, I wish I would have gone every year that I've been in Lodge. Yes. It is the most interesting, fun time that you can have with a bunch of amazing guys. I mean. Right. Um, I, I just, uh, find everything about it, like very interesting from the, uh, jurisprudence, uh, to all the way to the, um, election of the Grand Lodge officers. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to put into words, but it's, it's great being, it's great being there with, you know, thousands of, of, of guys that are, um, all interested in the same thing that you are. So, yeah. Um, uh, I've only, I've gone um, four times now. So I went to my first one was in um, Marietta for uh, oh yeah, Jess Rains. Absolutely. Um, so I've been uh, you know every one since then, aside from the uh, virtual one that we had, but you know I still attended that one. Sure, but sure. And it, 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 it still kind of felt the same. The, the virtual Grand Lodge, you know, you didn't have, you know, you weren't seeing anybody in person, but you still learn the important information that you need to know. I mean, um, sometimes I feel like the local lodges in a way kind of feel disconnected from, from Grand Lodge and that might be for their own reasons, or maybe they just um, don't think what uh, at the Grand Lodge session that there's anything there for them to know, but sure. there is, there's, there's some very important things that you can learn from that, from, um, you know, perspective, um, um, changes to the code or other, other things that you need to be, need to be aware of ahead of the fact before it happens. So, yeah, absolutely. And sitting there, you know, the more you're there, it's sort of like anything, the more you're there, the more you understand how the cog moves and works and, you know, definitely being in the district situation i am now you're you're Mm -hmm. right you do see that you know lodges kind of are very open to grand lodge and some are not and that's their own that's their own thing each lodge is handled a little differently run a little differently and it's kind of their own personality but you know there is a lot of things that the grand lodge and the grand line do for the lodges that sometimes the lodges may miss out on or because they're not there and hear these initiatives, they don't get to participate in, which you're exactly right. There's, there's a lot of good things that they're really striving to be out in front of the, you know, moving the neat, the needle. There's that little blurb moving the (laughs) needle. Who calls it a needle? I may leave that in now. I guess what but, you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a 24th thing, moving the needle. But yeah, you know, they're really in the forefront of what can we do to make and continue Freemasonry being relevant and being mm-hmm. out there. Because if you don't do that, then it's with everything else, you eventually fade away. And yeah. 
it's exciting to be down there. I, I can't wait. And, you know, with my position now in the yeah. Grand Lodge office, I actually have a lot of work to do. So sometimes that's stressful, but <laughs> you know what? I would not have it any other way. I, now I have a legitimate reason to yeah. go. The last time I was kind of like with my wife, Hey, you know, I'm a, I'm on, I'm the Schofield region. I have to go to Grand Lodge. And she yeah. was very quick to say, well, Schofield's only one day. You don't need to be down there. <laughs> like, no, I, I got, I'm already there. I might as well just stay, you know? Yeah. So now I have a great reason to be there every year. Uh -huh. And the one thing that, you know, I don't think it's said enough and it kind of follows the same suit as the D Malay and the gentleman that's joining lodge. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk to them about you, I talked to my son and then we talked to that new candidate about how these gentlemen take so much of their time to learn this ritual and perform it all for you. Mm -hmm. And you know, when I get to sit in grand lodge and see these grand line officers for their installation mm -hmm. and you just think about the amount of time that they've taken out of their personal lives where they could have been golfing or you know traveling sailing whatever the hobby may be to yeah. come to my installation or to do the rollouts you know do what mm -hmm. I can't think of how many Steve's doing eight or 10 or 12 rollouts in like 14 days, just the yeah. mass amount of time that they take out of their lives for us. Mm -hmm. And when you sit there and you see that and you see them walking across, it's just, I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud to be an Ohio Mason. I'm sure everybody, you know, Pennsylvania guys say the same thing. I've talked to them, but yeah. I'm proud to have those guys up there doing that work so that we can do the work on our level. It's just, a, it's a really cool vibe to see that. And you, it's, it permeates through the, <laughs> the, the communication when that's happening. It's just kind of a, kind of an awe moment, you know? Right. For me, it's, uh, it's really hard to put into words what it's, what it's like to be at the, at the Grand Lodge session. I mean, for one, you get you got a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of information thrown at you, and sure. you want know, to you want to <clears throat> make sure that um, that you that you're getting all of it to you know report back to your lodge. But <clears throat> on the on the same token, though, um, you know you, that's why it's very important that um, your junior warden and senior warden are also attending yes. Grand Lodge because. <clears throat> If you if you happen to miss something, maybe one of those guys picked it up. Maybe it's something they were interested in hearing, and it's and it stuck with them. Or it, along with you know, they should know that stuff too if they're moving up through the line. They should because uh, that'll be you know affecting them you know immediately into their next office year. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> and that's something I, I I try to push most of a lot of the junior officers in my lodge. I push them to go to the rollout programs or any of the uh, special events that any of the lodges are having, like um, 50 and 60 and 70 year pins uh, being presented. Um, I yeah. try to push it, you know, as many guys as I can get to go to, to go to Grand Lodge too, um, mostly for um, uh, company, but you know, it, it, it's an important, 
it's an important thing to uh, to see. I think. I mean, you know, of course, it's not. <clears throat> um, you know, if you don't go, it's not a do or die or anything. But uh, I think you'll get a lot, a lot more out of um, <clears throat> the inner workings of a lodge if you do go. Sure. So. You know, the one thing, uh, the getting the guys to Grand Lodge, those you know, the senior and junior warden. And, and even if you have other guys, there's sometimes our senior deacon may tag along depending on what schedule, you know, yeah. you can get done. But that thing where, you know, three guys aren't going to have the same likes, thoughts, wants, needs out of lodge. Right. And, you know, I may come in here and think, you know what? I liked point A and B, but C, D, E, and F are all duds. They're terrible. I don't yeah. like them. And that just may be my personality, my drive, my thought, whatever. And, mm -hmm. you know, our junior warden may say, you know what? Point D that he made, really, that's the one. That's the one I really like. And that, that's the important thing of getting those guys there because that's where the ideas happen, the thoughts, the mm -hmm. changes. That, well, you know, I like this, but if we tweak this and move this this way, it would really mm -hmm. work better for our lodge. And you know, if you miss that, you're missing out on, that's part of the process, you know? Right. And right. It, go ahead. It's, uh, um, <clears throat> it's just, uh, you know, like you said, it, it could, uh, it could open some doors for, uh, for your lodge on new, um, uh, ideas or, um, different ways to handle certain situations. I mean, um, <clears throat> you know, there's, uh, I'm sure you um, experienced this when you were in the East, you know, that first time you run into uh, a, one of those situations where you, you know, it's, it's your call. What's going to happen. You're like, I uh, never, I don't know. Yeah. But it, it, there's other, other things that you learn at Grand Lodge. That if you, if you're there, you're like, okay, I know that um, this is, uh, you know, possibly coming soon so this is how we're gonna we should plan for it to happen this way next time sure and speaking of the rollout since you i'd noticed yes. and i don't remember um it might have been dick heldman that posted pictures mm -hmm. there were I, I always go through and see like oh who's it you know like i'm just curious because <laughs> I, I wish i was at all the rollouts because i just want to see the guys you know it's like right. they're like mini annual communications. <laughs> yeah, they are. they are. You know, on the 23rd, I saw a couple 24th guys down at uh, Worshipful Brother Sean Smith, uh, Worshipful Brother Jason Gorney, and Right Worshipful Brother Joe Wicker. And I, they were sitting maybe three or four rows back. Uh -huh. And I saw the picture and I screenshot it and I zoomed in and I shot a message to them on a group message. And it's like, you guys thought I wouldn't see you guys back there, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we should have uh, moved to the back rows, but yeah, uh, there, there was, uh, there was somebody else there that you really wish that you would have, uh, you would have been at that one for, um, you know, I know you guys are real, real close. Uh, Jess Rains was actually there. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even see a yeah. picture. Yeah, he must not have made uh, made uh, any of the pictures somehow. He was uh, standing all the way in the back because you know 
he's a he's a, a talker so he was talking all the way up until the thing about started and he didn't have anywhere to sit so he was, he was <laughs> going back. that might have been why he might not have been in a, in a pitcher but um okay you know, <clears throat> um i i heard that maybe he was i don't know where he was but he said he was this is on his way home so he thought he'd stop by so oh that's, well that son uh, of a gun i should have <laughs> i yeah. you know what i had i had football i got i am i'm coaching football again i i took a uh, what is it a 14 year hiatus and now i'm back so i wouldn't have been able to come down i was heading to football when you messaged you were on your way but son of a gun i'm gonna look through those pictures now i'm gonna see if i can <laughs> find him in the background lurking back yeah. there you know yeah yeah he was uh he was all the way in the back there so yeah it was uh you know i'm not i'm not sure if uh right where brother grendel knew he was going to be there so it was kind of maybe a, a surprise for everybody but you know, it's always good to see Jess. He's, uh, you know, he's you know, a great guy to talk to. And, um, you know, and, and it's, it's not just Jess, you know, the, the grand line guys in general, they're so energetic. Yeah. But, you know, the great thing with Jess, the first time I met him, you know, we talked for just <laughs> a little bit. It, it wasn't much, but, you know, how are you? You have kids. I have two, Jack and Brock, you know, you know, the quick stuff that we can do. And then, right. you know, he was off and running. And the very mm -hmm. next time I ran into him, you know, the first thing he did was ask, how's the family? How's Jack? How's Brock? I'm like, you know, out of the <laughs> thousands of people he sees all the time going through Grand Line, he, he remembered my boys' names, which I, it was one of those, like, it right. really touched you that that's that that happened so that was just a cool little yeah, yeah. a bunch of little cool just stories because he's a pretty awesome dude they they all are i don't want to take away from any other grand line guys but yeah yeah they, they they really are and you know when i was you know brand new in the lodge i would always hear the older guys saying you know you know uh watch out for when you see a grand lodge officer you know they kind of make it seem kind of scary and yeah in a way and they, you know they always throw out yeah um you know there's certain people that get starstruck when they see <laughs> the grandmaster or or any of the grand lodge officers and you know when you when you hear that stuff all the time the first time you meet a grand lodge officer or grandmaster you're kind of shaking you're like okay this is this is the guy yeah i don't exactly. want to say anything really stupid to make him <laughs> think what the heck are you doing there but you know once you once you you're around the grand lodge guys a few times they're they're you know just one of us they yeah they're one of us and that's how they want to that's how they want to be seen anyways so well and um, you know that's part of the maybe my fascination a little bit with the communication because yeah they're so busy that mm -hmm. you don't get a lot of time with them, you know, especially right. if you have an event where they're coming, like the your district reception, the grandmaster's mm -hmm. reception and whatnot. You get an evening and they're spread out between all those guys. So yeah. it's it's just nice to actually be around them in a casual setting where we can, you know, have a drink or a, you know, a cigar and mm -hmm. BS and really get into what they're thinking because they they're very you know. To be in that situation, you have to really be on top of your game and very interesting and excited in masonry. And there's a lot of different driving yeah. points there. And I <laughs> I just love talking with any of those guys because it 
is when I'm done with those conversations or even done with the podcast here or a good night at lodge, wow. like, it's like, man, I really, I, I got to get out there and I got to do masonry. I got to yeah. show people what we are and how amazing it is. And that, that's one of the things I love talking with them because yeah. a lot of times you can feel that excitement. They embody it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There are, you know, no matter what you, what kind of conversation you have with, with any of those guys, even with your district officers, it's all very inspiring. It, it makes you want to, it makes you want to continue doing what, you, what you're doing. If you, you know, yeah. if you haven't had any, on any doubts on why you're still doing this, I mean, there, there's, there's proof right there. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very inspiring. And, um, you know, I, I felt that a lot at, um, the, um, uh, Grandmaster's reception back in April. Okay. Um, um, my lodge um, sponsored a table, and so they set a Grand Lodge officer with you know the sponsored tables, and I sat next to um, Right Worshipful Brother uh, Wegledge. And, oh um, yes, great guy. Super nice guy. Me and him talked just about the whole entire time. Sure. It was um, it was great. Uh, great guy, um, and uh, you know that's another event that's uh that i thoroughly enjoy going to and um which is the grand master's reception i mean it's it's a good it's a good experience to go to if you if you you know anybody listening hasn't uh hasn't gone to one um you know you're you're right it is and you know there are lodges that don't really participate mm -hmm. they they may have a a officer or, or a few yeah you know wardens and the master but mm -hmm. you know we try to i want everybody to go because yeah that it's it's a small sampling of a bigger you know bigger yeah. deal when you can get to that get out of that comfort zone of just your guys in lodge right you know you move to the district and the more guys you become close with like that like I know I've said it multiple times on here in the beginning, it was just my lodge guys. And if I would go to Bridgeport or mm -hmm. Sebring or Argus Lodge, you know, I would go there and I would stand with the guys and maybe a guy would come over and introduce and we'd talk a little bit. But mm -hmm. as I continued to travel, you know, now I just go sit with the Argus guys in Canfield or the, the guys at Forest City or wherever I am, because, you mm -hmm. know, the more you travel, the more all of those lodges you realize they're all that's kind of the same bead they have, you know. Right. And right. and you get to that. I know we we got to sit, which this was the first year as uh DEO, so I had to sit with one of the uh scholarship award winners, but I also mm -hmm. got to sit with um right warsaw brother mike mccandlish and his wife okay and that's the same thing just you know you can tell the enthusiasm and when you know someone like yourself or myself when we're enthusiastic about lodge then it just it's like now it just continues to go the conversation never really ends yeah, yeah. And, if there is one. <laughs> yeah exactly and it's it's just a joy to be able to sit down in a little slower paced situation and 
talk and yeah. enjoy each other's company and not not feel the rush of you know you and i standing here talking but i can see the next guy coming up to interrupt us to talk to one of us because you know right. you know how it goes oh yeah yeah but, and uh, and the, the other thing that's great about the great masters reception is that's really depending on your district it, it could be one of the only times you get to hang out with a handful of guys from each lodge in your district you know that doesn't unless you have uh, picnics or something in your district that doesn't happen very much unless you travel a lot so and it's you know all that kind of stuff's good experience for a newer guy or an officer coming up through the line it's it's you know it's good to get around and meet other people from lodges within your district i mean yeah and then you get you're all it's it's like a little community really your district is so. sure and then then you get that sampling of you know what are you guys doing over and, and i've used the 24th because it's you know what are you guys doing at, over in salem at perry lodge that's working or hey Letonia lodge what's the deal we do this do you do that and you know you can bounce those questions and really you know there's so many things you can do in those settings and talk about that just it's an inspiring yeah. time. I love, I love getting around those people because those creative energy and juices really flow and you, you know, a lot of good stuff comes from it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm completely on board with that. And I, uh, you know, that's why I encourage many guys, as many guys as I can at, at my lodge to, to get out and go to these things. I mean, um, it's it all has it all has a, a purpose and a you know it's an all not for nothing it's not just sure. a, a meal you take to a, uh, your wife or your girlfriend too it's you know it's it's really more than that yeah yeah and i you know that's one of the things that we've been trying to do at palestine lodge is more things to include our better halves you know, because mm-hmm. we have lodge and we have the fellowship and whatever else. But, you know, that's the thing I was, especially this year, because we're working towards that. I was so excited that my, I don't know how excited my wife was to go <laughs> to the reception. No, I, I know she, she just, we just tease each other back and forth. Yeah. But, you know, this year, especially being a district officer, you know, I'm like mm-hmm. I let her off the hook the last two years. I'm like, hey, you know, you know, I'm a district officer. I really would appreciate you coming. She's like, you know, absolutely. So she -hmm. came and it was enjoyable to sit and talk and to have her get to talk with uh, Right Worship Brother McCandlish and see his enthusiasm because, you know, especially in that setting, our wives or better halves don't get to see what these guys that we're, you know, talking about all the time, these movers and shakers, they don't get to experience that. They don't understand or maybe realize that enthusiasm that they have. And I was mm-hmm. bummed because one of our youngest ended up getting sick mm-hmm. and had some stomach issues during it. So my wife said, hey, listen, I know you have to present here. I'll shoot home, make sure he's okay. And I'm like, well, I... I have like 150 guys that could give me a ride. We're only 15 minutes from my house. So (laughs) yeah, I got a ride home, but I was just bummed that she had to leave because it's, 
you really get to see a bigger picture of masonry when you get they get to see that bigger picture we we see it more often but to really yeah. see wow how dedicated these guys are and how excited and how open they are to just talk and you know mm -hmm. enjoy everybody's company as masons there, there's you know very little that we could we could get done without the support from our wives or or our girlfriends you know we sometimes leave them you know at nights for a few hours multiple times a week or you know uh, doing other other things and sure. you, know, you have to have somebody at home that's can be understanding or um you know uh, at least uh supportive for you in in that in that aspect um, you know if it wasn't if it wasn't for that then there's we couldn't be as great as as we are so yeah and uh, you know that's it's it takes a special person to let us do the things that we do oh, and <laughs> let us enjoy them as much as we can I, I i'm i'm thankful every day that my wife and i you know kind of understand each other and she she understands how important blue lodge is to me and mm -hmm. You know, it, it's it's the kind of thing, and it, this hurts my heart. But Wednesday was my stated meeting, and I had to miss it Ooh. because we had um, we had moved football practice later mm. in the night. We we've been trying to. This is completely off masonry, but I'm going to tell you because I'm a talker. <laughs> we uh, we moved me. we moved a few practices to you know, they f end up finishing at 10 at night, but the kids aren't in school yet. So they can still recover, but that way they can actually play underneath the stadium lights. Yeah. Which is a cool different aspect of practicing. It kind of feels like a game and less like practice. Yeah. But one of the downfalls is one of those days was my lodge day and mm -hmm. you know, it hurt my heart. To miss and my wife even says she's like you're you're missing lodge <laughs> like i'm like listen i ain't happy about it <laughs> but yeah, i think uh, i think the last uh last two years um i've missed one maybe two meetings and both times i was super depressed about it for like yeah a couple of days because you know um it, it's it's one thing if you have to miss a meeting when you know you're on the sidelines not to not to knock the sideline guys you know they're they're just as important as the officers sure. but when you're when you're master and you have to miss miss a, a meeting the next time a meeting rolls around you almost feel like okay what did i miss what yeah somebody fill me in here i mean what, what are we doing sure but when you love the craft and love the guys that you you sit and lodge with every night when you have to miss that one time it's you know it's it's like it's it uh it's, it's yeah it's it hurts it's a kind of a downer it's like man i, I wish those guys could uh, we could just do this again tomorrow so i can be there <laughs> yeah well you know that's that's the place that you know i tell my wife this all the time like it's where i can go and you know if you're a, a comic book fan like superman's fortress of solitude you know mm -hmm. i can go there and i'm with the guys that I know are 
on my level. They're not going to backstab me. You know, they want the best for me and I can really recharge my batteries because there's a lot of things that go on day to day in the news or whatever that just bring it down. And I'm not talking about whether you're, you know, Republican or Democrat or whatever your persuasion is that it's just a lot of bad media all the time. So it's like, I need that reset to say, you know what? There's still a lot of good people that care and want to do the right thing in the world. And it it makes me hopeful that we can continue that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hi, this is Jim Hall, host of the Traveling Man Masonic podcast. I'd like to personally invite you to check out Brothers and Bonds Co., our sponsor and houser of our merchandise line. Go over and check out all the cool things they have for the Traveling Man Masonic podcast. Thank you, and back to the show. My first, at, towards the end of my first year as master, okay. um, our secretary, um, he's, he was our secretary for 30 plus years. Um, he, he was, uh, he retired and, you know, for three or four years, he'd been letting the lodge know like, Hey, um, you know, me and my wife want to, want to move to Maryland with our, to be closer to our son and our grandkids. And, um, you you guys really need to, you know, think about who wants to take this over and, um, you know, so, you know, that kind of him hawed around for, you know, three, four years or so. And then, uh, you know, it fell into my lap as, as my responsibility. And yeah, um, it basically got to the point where, you know, he put his house up on the market and sold and they had a house bought in Maryland. And it was kind of like, uh, <laughs> a month or a month or a month and a half before our, um, uh, annual elections. And okay. it was kind of down to the wire to replace the secretary. And, you know, that is not the easiest thing in the world to no to to find and uh then on top of that our uh treasurer he was treasurer for us for i didn't get a real number because what's on grandview i think wasn't um accurate okay Uh, that would have been on on our end on you know putting information in but he was at least our treasurer for 15 years and this guy, he's 94 years old, was Whoa. our treasurer up until, up until last year, and he he really wanted to step away. His eyesight was not getting uh, was, was getting worse, and he just wanted to spend more time with his wife. She wasn't doing great, but uh, so I had to find a new secretary and a new treasurer all within roughly two months. I don't remember exactly the time frame but it, it, you know i didn't get a whole entire year to say hey uh you guys uh need to start thinking about who would want to take these uh two positions up um, yeah oh my later. god uh so um in the end it all worked out i found a new treasurer and a new secretary and our <clears throat> previous treasurer and secretary um agreed to stay on as assistance to help the transition. So sure. I was able to kill, you know, two birds with one stone, you know, I got the assistance there and, uh, you know, for the contingency of our yeah. right. officers. And, uh, so, you know, that, that's, I, I never really like, um, taking cr- all the credit for everything that happens in in the lodge because th- my style of of master is 
I let the guys decide just about everything. Sure. You know, I, I don't run in there and sit in the East and say, this is what we're doing. We're going to do it this way. Uh, right. That's how it's going to happen. You know, I would re- much rather make the lodge more of a uh, <clears throat> unified group of guys that sure. all want the same thing. Uh, rather than me just deciding it for him. So yeah, it keeps um, the harmony. Yeah, um, and 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 that's always been my style and my plan leading up to being in the East. I, that's how I knew I was going to, how I wanted to run the uh, lodge and spend my year and well, two yeah. years and sitting in the East. So, but anyways, uh, I, that was you know filling those two chairs was something I was super proud of for myself Ooh. along with the lodge because that's no easy task you know a lot of um and they're secretaries, essential. yeah they are i mean the secretaries uh, you know i always thought of as the uh, assistant worshipful master because you know <clears throat> my first time sitting in the east one of the very first things i did once we got past the opening and the reading of the minutes uh and the you know petitions and all that uh i something came up and my head immediately went to the left and had that look on my face like what do i do yeah what's the next step here uh so yeah the secretary is you know the heartbeat of of the lodge really and um sure we were we're so blessed with our with our um last secretary you know not even the fact that he did that for us for 35 years or um, but he, he was just so good at his job, past district deputy grandmaster. Um, okay. He he knew. Sometimes it felt like he knew the the code by heart. Like you would just look at him and be like, "Yeah, the code says you you do it this way, or you, you can't do it that way." Or, you know, it was <clears throat> it was it was tough losing him, but you know, you couldn't you can't you can't expect a guy to stop his you know what he wants to do in life or lodge. I mean, that's one of the things we, we preach, you know, yes. family Absolutely. before lodge always. So that's it. As a master, that's, you know, one of your very first, um, one of your very first tasks is, uh, you know, incoming master, you, you get your line officers, sure. or your, your officer line set up, you know, you know, this guy's moving up or this guy doesn't want to go in anymore or, Right. You know, this that. And at least for us, we never had to worry about, okay, who's going to be secretary next year? Who's going to be treasurer next year? Yeah. And that, that, that continuity is super important to the lodge because the guy keeps the, the minutes organized a certain way. He knows where everything's at. And the treasurer has the, the bank account balanced the way he likes to do it. And you, you just know, just never anything you had to, you had to worry about. And, um, well and you know i i like now that you know some of the grandmasters have really realized hey this is a big issue and like they plugged in this year that you have to have an assistant treasurer and secretary (laughs) if you want to even contend for the grandmasters award which i'm happy to say i'm assistant treasurer for (laughs) East Palestine yeah. Lodge, Wade Baird, don't even think about going anywhere. <laughs> but, you know, that's the, it's such an important thing. And you see, 
you know, what if that gentleman that was going to move to Maryland, unfortunately passed away, you know, God forbid that happened. Then the lodge is in a tailspin to figure out how did he do everything? How did he make it all jive? Because everybody has a different process and a different filing system. So, you know, it's, it's good to be forward thinking like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, we were super, uh, super thankful to, for him to, you know, still continue to contribute to, to our lodge 400 miles away. I mean, you know, obviously he can only do so much, but, you know, even just helping with uh, inputting things in the grand view, right. that's you know, for somebody that's never done that in the secretary's position, that can be um, a huge roadblock for them. I mean, especially if you're not, um, you know, uh, technology versed. Right. Um, Absolutely. So, same notes, you know, I think when you talk to know that we got uh, internet at our lodge finally and it, that sounds like super like archaic, like, Oh my God, we got internet. We're so, we're so happy about that. But it, <laughs> it, it's, it's a huge step forward. And uh, you know, some of those guys, they think it's just, maybe they just think it's just internet. What do we need that for? But it, it really opens up um, a lot of doors for the LEO. You can um, sure. present different things with the, with the internet or, yeah, you know we can you know connect with different people and uh, that can't come to lodge anymore that way. Um, exactly, so. that's you know <laughs> the amount of things you can do just on a fellowship thing. You know we've mm-hmm. we've talked many times about the Brown Steelers game. We should get together and for the longest time it's like well, unless somebody wants to use their hotspot. Yeah, we don't have any way to stream this down there because we don't have cable at the lodge. And that's, you know, we finally said, hey, we got to bite the bullet and get get ourselves some wireless Mm -hmm. Internet. And it's it's been a game changer. And, you know, now you can say, hey, you know what, let's get together and we're going to have a movie night. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever, whatever you can imagine you can do now because you can pretty much stream anything from your phone or just basically log in, you know, you can download the app if it's a smart TV and just go. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's, that's been something that uh, was one of the very first thing that was talked about when we got internet was a movie night, ironically. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, kind of what, what our plans are for that would be to, you know, show the, the typical Masonic movies, you know, the, like just to tombstone no yeah <laughs> that's just one of my favorite movies i'm joking <laughs> yeah so it, like you said that you know it can create a whole bunch of other opportunities that you that you don't don't have moving the individual lodge in uh the dir- same direction that grand lodge is going is you know if you stay in sync with grand lodge you you're you're pretty good and you know it seems Grand Lodge is uh, really um, pushing technology as they should, because that's the way the world's moving nowadays. I mean, sure. <clears throat> nobody's writing on pieces of paper anymore. You know, everybody has their computers out besides you. I think you're writing on. Yeah, I was going to say, well, I kind of writing right now. <laughs> well, you know, that's, it's funny. I was actually talking today with one of the, grand line guys and talking about Mm -hmm. what i was working on 
And I'm like, you know, my thoughts just, I mean, envision my thoughts as like a, a shotgun with bird shot, you know, like, yeah, you know, it comes out and it's like, and, and it yeah. just goes. And then all of a sudden you never know where you end up. So every morning I come down, I have a pad, I actually have a bunch of pads that I like to keep mm -hmm. notes on because I'm always thinking of different things. But in the morning I come down and I, I make a list of these are the things I need to check off for work today. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, and that's my, my pad. And that's, it's the same thing I do with the show notes, you know, like I said, mm -hmm. working through them, like, Hey, I'm, I kind of checked off all my boxes here and, yeah. and that way I know I'm doing what I need to do and getting the things said and done that yeah. need to be done, you know? So yeah, maybe yeah. A, little, a little old school, but Hey, you know what? I still, yeah, there, there's, there's, uh, you know, times where a pen and paper is just quicker than pulling your phone out and going to the notes app and, and sure. typing all that out. Uh, and, and, and I'm a, I'm a list worker myself. I, you know, I, if I don't have a list in front of me, I'm, I never know where I'm, where I'm going next. I'll start doing something. The next thing I know, I'm, you know, I've done 10 other things and none of them are finished. Yeah, but, you know, if I have a list in front of me, it's like okay, I need to focus on on this and exactly. It, it helps. It helps a lot. <laughs> sure, sure. So, but Horseball, I do. I want to thank you for taking mm -hmm. the time. I, I above and beyond this episode because of the short notice and yeah you know i appreciate you taking time out of your evening on a moment's mm -hmm. notice so thank you for coming on the show yeah yeah thanks for uh you know thinking of me and um it's been a, a an honor to uh talk with uh, with you on your on your show and you know um long time listener uh first time uh podcaster <laughs> so, i love it uh, yeah this was my um you know being on a podcast isn't something that uh everybody does every day so this is a, a first time for me and uh i uh, really enjoyed it and um always enjoy talking uh, masonry so yes uh, same here same here and i look forward to getting down to your lodge in the near future i know there's a few things coming up in yeah. uh later fall that i gotta come down for i can't wait and we'll we'll talk about those at a different time but I want to thank you again, and I want to thank everybody out there for tuning in, and we'll see you again.